Hello, everyone. This is Taj Deshaun. Today, I'm joined by former MSU Denver volleyball player, Miss Stephanie Laraway. How are you, Steph? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for asking. Good. Thanks for coming on today. And uh, I wanted to have Stephanie on because her and I just finished up working together. She has an amazing story. She's an amazing person, has a heart of gold. You know, not to gas you up too much, Steph, but you're, you're just the sweetest person. <laughs> One of the sweetest people I've ever known. And I think that by you sharing your story, um, people are going to get a lot out of it. So the number one question that I like to ask people when they come on is, and I know you're still playing volleyball all the time. <laughs> let's no, let's <laughs> make no mistake about it. You're still playing volleyball all the time. But just for the people watching or listening, can you talk a little bit about your experience once your college volleyball career ended? Yeah, I think I think the word that comes to mind is is lost. I think you know, you're in this whirlwind for four years where it's, you know, go to practice, come home, do homework, go to school, bed. It's, um, you know, it's a, gr it's a grind. And as soon as you're done, um, I think I had a sense of just loss. Like I had lost part of myself or I thought it was a, part, a deep part of myself that was kind of ingrained in the game. Um, I think there's, there's that initial sense of like, oh, I'm, I'm not a volleyball player. Like, that's a piece of me, but I'm a person. I'm a person first, I think. So just kind of the initial of like, I don't have this anymore. Like this piece of me, um, as far as collegiate competition, I don't have that anymore. Right. And then how were you, how were you dealing with that once you, you were dealing with that kind of lost feeling? What did you do to kind of cope with that? I think in, initially like I, I didn't really want to cope with that. I think um, I had a really, really good technique of just being able to divert and not think about it. And I didn't want to think about it. Um, I think it, it wasn't really a, like I wasn't very healthy in the way that I was dealing with that. And I think that's around the time that I connected with you was when I decided like, I don't, I don't want to feel this anymore. I want things to be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember you reached out and I think that was one of the first things I told you was, I think I acknowledge you because it takes something to, not only realize that you want to change, but to, to seek help, not even necessarily from other people, but to take action in some way where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm, I'm literally fed up with this feeling. I want to do something about this. And yeah. so, you know, that takes a lot of courage to be able to do that. So I acknowledge mm -hmm. you then and I'm acknowledging you again now for doing that. Thank you. Um, what do you think? Well, I have a two part question. So how did you, you know, once you and I connected and just on your own, how did you start to overcome that loss feeling? And then, yeah, why don't you talk about that first? I think for me, especially as the personality type that I am, INFJ, I think for me it was writing. Like writing has always been a big outlet for me. Um, exercise too as well, but um, writing is a time where I can kind of quiet my mind and just focus on how I'm feeling and work through things. So mm -hmm. I think I did a lot of writing. Like I think when season ended, I filled up like two journals, like just of like everything I was going through, everything I was thinking, things I had dealt with that I hadn't dealt with when I was in my collegiate career that kind of came back after I was done. Um, but I think writing was, pr was primarily the tool that I used that really helped me. And I think through your coaching and kind of the questions that you were asking and the prompts um, kind of helped key into writing as one of my ways of healing. Right. I was really happy that you told me on one of our first phone calls that you were already really into journaling. 
Um, Because I know what a powerful tool that can be for processing emotions and just getting your thoughts out onto a piece of paper, you know, and I was happy that you were already doing that and um, it made it really easy. That's why it was kind of seamless once we started working together because I was just able to be like, okay, this is your kind of writing assignment for today, you know, and from there, we were just able to really build off of that. Um, What other kind of things did you have to overcome, you know, during this past few months or what other things what other things have you overcome during your transition so far i think um the biggest thing is realizing that like i think this is one of the things that you had me write in like the manifesto thing but like realizing that i'm not broken i'm becoming i think and really internalizing that because there's this tendency to feel like everything is going wrong you know like i'm there's these issues and it's like no that's just part of the journey of becoming who you're meant to be so i think embracing that and knowing that if I want to help people and give people my gifts, I need to understand myself first and heal myself. Mm. So that's a journey. Yeah. journey. So where are you on your, on your healing journey? I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've, um, I've worked through a lot of things, um, but there's always going to be, you know, things to be better at and space for growth. So I don't think you ever really get off that journey. I think that's a, I think that's a constant thing throughout life. Right. Yeah. And when you, when you think about who you want to become, who is that person? Who is that version of Stephanie that you want to become? Or who are you becoming now? <laughs> I just thought Liz 30. Um, <laughs> Liz 30. <laughs> so for people who don't know, Liz 30 is a, I guess, what should we call this stuff? An alter ego? Yeah, that's a good word for it. Alter ego. Okay. Yeah. So the Liz comes from, Stephanie's middle name, Elizabeth, the 30 is the age that this alter ego is, and she's created an older version of herself uh, named Liz 30 that she can aspire to be. It's like, and we went through the whole exercise of what this person looks like, what they do, where they live, you know, um, how they're making an impact. And basically every day, Steph is striving to become Liz 30, so that by the time she's 30 years old, she'll be at this point that she sees for herself or well beyond it. And I have a feeling you're going to be well beyond it. No question. (laughs) So for any other, you know, like I said, there's another Stephanie Laraway out there. She just finished her collegiate career, her professional career. um, And she's really struggling to figure out who she is outside of that jersey, outside of that locker room. So what advice would you give to any other former athletes right now who are struggling with their identity? I would say don't be afraid of where you are now and don't be afraid to be honest and vulnerable. I think, I think everyone tries, I think a lot of people try to go through life pretending that they don't have struggle or pain because it's seen as kind of taboo to talk about struggle. And I think that one of the biggest things to kind of get past that is being honest, like saying that, these are my struggles. This is what I'm handling. This is what I'm dealing with. Um, and being, having the courage to be vulnerable about it, to work through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really powerful right there. That's something that I feel like, sometimes I feel like a broken record, but I'm glad when I have other, like other people like you saying it, cause it's good for like the more former athletes who are seeing the superheroes, the more of us step up and say, it's okay to admit that you're going through something. It's okay mm-hmm. to ask for help. It's okay to be vulnerable. The more we keep this conversation going, the more opportunity there is for, you know, for healing, for, for people like us to get help. So I think that, yeah, that was, that was really good. I think that's really powerful. 
Um, what do you, so when someone does reach out, you know, not just to me, but to anyone, whether it's a mentor, because I know you have a lot of mentors in your life. Mm-hmm. You, know, you told me that. What other advice would you give to someone who's working with a mentor, whether it's a career coach or anything? What advice would you give to someone? I think making sure you're asked what you need, like ask for what you need, like be able to articulate um, the things that you need from them. Um, And I think, like I said, I think honesty is always really important, like being able to communicate in a way that you're, you're sharing what you're going through. Um, So kind of the vulnerable thing goes back to that. Um, But I think trust is a big thing too, like finding people that have things that you um, kind of aspire to. So that have the qualities that you want to be. So surrounding yourself with like, it's kind of like a power circle, like finding mentors and people that influence you in the ways that you want to be influenced and realizing that who you do choose as your mentors is going to be really impactful mm-hmm. to have you grow as a person. Right. That's great info right there. Because I, you know, from our first call, I knew that you and I were going to be a good match for each other. Because one thing, like, I'm not selfish. If I feel like I can't help somebody, I have no problem being like, hey, you need to talk to this person, you know, because I'm not for everybody. My style isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm well aware of that. But what you said is is so important to find someone, find anyone, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a professional. It could be a family member. You could reach out to an old teammate, Mm -hmm. anybody, just someone that you can confide in. Um, And more importantly, someone that has, like you said, qualities that you want to incorporate into your life. So they can sort of leave a trail of breadcrumbs for you. Yeah. You know? So you're at this at this point in your life, you know, you're in your beautiful new spot. <laughs> I see it in the background. It's looking good. It's been a long road to get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're at this place where, you know, you're you're in a really good place. Like what um what's next for you? What's next for Liz Thirty? I think just still developing my gifts. Um, we used to say this thing um, in volleyball, it was exploit your gifts in the service of others. So I think that every day, I think I'm trying to figure out how to do that. And it may not be in the way that I see myself doing it in the future right now, but you can do it in small ways. Like you can do it by making eye contact with someone, listening to someone, noticing when someone's not doing well, reaching out. Like there are little ways that you can give to others every day, I think. And so I'm trying to kind of get the ball rolling and kind of um, be more impactful, not only in the people in my life, but the people that I can make contact with every day. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I'm going to have you back on to talk about once that takes shape and what you want to do specifically. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that now if you want, only because I want, I want people to know what they can expect from you moving forward. Like, you know, yeah so what is your vision for for Liz 30? I think my vision for Liz 30 is being a healer a giver and helping people work through you know the challenges of life and having people feel like it's okay that I'm hurting it's okay that I'm in pain because it's a temporary state Um, and realizing that you are the creator of your reality so the way that you see situations and the way that you talk to yourself about them is what they are. Your mind, like your mind only knows you and what you tell it. Mm-hmm. So I think I want to be someone who can teach people 
how to tap into themselves um, and kind of everyone's, everyone has an individual, you know, they have that power within them to decide what they want to do. So being able to tap into that in each individual and help people heal and achieve what they're meant to achieve on this earth. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> wow. Standing ovation right now. <laughs> That's great stuff. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to want to know more about what you're up to and they're going to want to talk to you. So how can people get in touch with you? So right now, the easiest way would just be through my LinkedIn profile. So it's just mm -hmm. Stephanie Larry. Okay, awesome. And Steph, I want to take a moment to just acknowledge you for who you are as a person, right? Just you're a beautiful soul. And I just want to thank you for allowing me to grow as a coach by working with you because it's not one-sided. You know, obviously I'm delivering some curriculum to you and, and trying to help you get where you want to go. But some of these conversations we have, even the conversation we're having right now is also a reminder to me and provides healing for me and pours into me. So just thank you for, you know, being a great participant in my program and for allowing me to grow and just thank you for who you are in general. Thank you. I'm looking forward to everything that comes for you. I know that you and I are going to be working on some things together as you move forward and, and um, continue to grow in this, in this project that you're working on. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have you back on um, in the future once it's launched so we can, you know, make more people aware of what's available to them and so they can get in contact with you. But just thank you. Thank you so much, Steph. And thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, you've done so much for me and my growth. So I think I want to extend that thank you back towards you. I think you helped me realize a lot about myself and my potential and just me as a person. So thank you. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure. Well, I'm going to let you go. I know you got a million things to do today in your new spot. You're probably, are you still getting settled in? I'm, I'm mostly settled you know like the clothes are unpacked everything's kind of in its place so it's just it's a little messy but you know I'm getting settled so. a little messy you have there's I don't see anything all I see is fresh flowers on the table <laughs> <laughs> you're good you're good all right Steph well you have a beautiful rest of the day and I'll talk to you soon thank you you as well all right bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.